joining us today for another episode of What's Your Why Wednesday. Today, I am here with the fabulous Kim Clancy. She is the broker owner of Mindful Mortgage Group. Okay, Kim. Now, the majority of us came into this wonderful mortgage industry by accident. But we stay in this industry because it's tied to our personal and professional why. Kim, please share with us, what is your why? Well, hi, Mara. Thanks for having me. Um, great question. Yes, I stumbled upon this. My mom was in this business and I stumbled upon it. I had said I was never going to be in sales, that kind of thing. I actually have my undergrad in special ed and my master's degree in psychology and clinical social work. Okay. So imagine, you know, my bleeding heart was like, I'm never going to be in sales. So what happened was when I got in, I started realizing that that degree was really helpful, right? Because getting into the psychology of, of a transaction of, your biggest transaction, right? So buying a home, selling a home is normally your biggest financial transaction that you started seeing behaviors of people that I learned about in clinical social work. So it was, it turned out to be like, okay, this is really cool. I'm able to help people. And that's a core of who I am, whether it's in the mortgage business or outside in my personal life, I am a helper. And that's really one of my biggest whys is because I feel like that that um, still, I can still meet that need of wanting to help people and earning people's trust is very important to me. And I feel like that is also part of it. And also another reason is because I was um, a single mom, my son's whole life, I've been a single mom and it has allowed me to, I feel so blessed that like it has allowed me to not miss anything for him for, for sports or for school or, you know, it's very, very flexible. You work all the time, but you, but you can go to these things. Right. And so I think that that, that really helping people and feeling like in this business, I can still be the best mama I can to my son. That's my why. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm actually very curious. So what did your two degrees teach you that helps you to apply it to the mortgage industry? Like I'm just thinking right from the psychology standpoint, I mean, does it have to do with keeping people calm, you know, yeah. you very stressful or like, how does, how does that background of education help in our industry? Well, I mean, you get, not everybody is the same, right? So not everybody responds the same under stress. Not everybody responds to people the same. So knowing a good background on psychology and you know the social work aspect of, for example, a lot of times addiction, right? You learn this in psychology and social work. Addiction is stems from something. So whether it's mental illness, or whether it's trauma, like people don't normally become addicts just because there's normally reasons for it. And so learning that when you are in this business and you see people underreact or overreact or, you know, 
come down hard on you on certain things that you think aren't or seem to not care. Like all of the emotions that people display during a transaction, I really believe that that has helped me because I know it's not about me. I know it's how they're actually dealing with a stressful period. Somewhat like if you were, you know, somebody that got a bride ready, right? I know this is kind yeah. of, but I would imagine it would be the same. Like if you oh, were the yeah. or whatever, it's like you're seeing her on her most stressful day. Yeah. How is she reacting? It doesn't mean that's who she is as a person. It's just that how she is coping with a very stressful thing. That that really is such a great analogy. And and it was almost, it's funny, it almost took me back to me purchasing my first home, which I was very young. I was 25 years old. And I'll never forget, I wasn't in the mortgage business at right. the time. And I remember getting a letter in the mail with my commitment in it, right? So I didn't get a phone call or nobody reached out to me. All of a sudden, I just get this letter. And yeah. I remember opening up the letter from the mortgage client and I opened it up and it said, here's your mortgage commitment, whatever. And it said, null and void, unless I send a 1% point within 10 business days. And like, I'm thinking money outside? Swear to God, I'll never forget this, right? So here I am, I'm 25 years old. I barely have any money. I, I'm getting an FHA loan. And I remember sitting on the floor in my living room crying, going, where am I going to come up with this one point oh that if I God. don't have it within 10 days, I'm null and void in my commitment. Oh my God. And I remember calling my mother saying, mom, can I borrow? Like I need this money because otherwise now no explanation of what this is. Oh, Nobody okay. called to explain. No one told me I was going to be charged at this point. Like all this stuff. Now you got to remember, this was before all these laws are now in place. Right, right, right. But picture, right? The state that I was in oh, as this, I was traumatized. And yeah. now for me, all these years later, that's one of the reasons why I love the mortgage industry now, because it's so much better than back then. Like yeah. now there is that structure. And that's why I love working in our industry where we work with great mortgage brokers that take the time to explain and, and communicate, right? But people back then were traumatized, right? Yeah. To the point of they didn't want to talk to a loan officer anymore. Right. They never, they're like, no, don't go buy a house. Well, do you blame them? So, but to your point, Sometimes you don't even understand. For yeah. me, it was because I didn't have any money in the bank. I didn't know where I was coming up with the money. I thought like I was yeah. never going to own a home because of it. But having someone that understands and therefore understanding and being able to communicate properly yeah. to the family, that is what makes you a great loan officer and business owner, Kim. Like that's the difference, right? That's yeah. why you're able to understand the why behind it. Why would someone be upset? Well, maybe they're upset because they're using every dollar they saved in right. order to be able to buy that house. Right. So I love I love that you've taken that education and applied it to what you're doing. And that just makes you so much even more spectacular in our industry. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that is, I mean, that's, that is, when I say that I help people, I'm not just blowing smoke. Like, I feel like that. Like, I feel that, you know, whether it's somebody like a VA, uh, a veteran that is like near and dear to my heart or a first time home buyer where they have a trillion questions 
And yes, could it be like, you know, annoying? Cause we've been doing this for, I've been doing it for 22 years, but I mean, you know, this is their first experience. And so, you know, pre present the experience as a positive one, because that is also why you're going to be their person for their life and their family's person because they feel safe and comfortable. And so that's what I aim to do. And you, you are so correct, right? Because once you have that great experience, you then want to pass that along to the rest of your family, yeah. your friends and everyone else. So yes, exactly. All right. Well, going along that line, right? You've said 22 years, you've been helping all these families. And we know every once in a while, we have that special family that we just, you know, it, it tugs at our heartstrings. It just, you know, we feel that connection. I would love to hear you share one of those special family stories of one that you just knew you made that monumental impact on them. So, unfortunately, the one family story, you know, is kind of tough because, um, it was somebody that was passing away and so and he was a veteran and he they were selling their house and he wanted to make sure that he um bought his wife a, a new house prior to him passing away um but i realized in that transaction that I still that um that was 12 years ago and I still am in communication with his wife. Wow. Um, you know, I was not that this is like, oh, that's crazy, but I was asked to come to the funeral for him. And um I think that you know, you have those moments where you're like, if I was kind of a jerk, right. Or like I wasn't as patient or like I went to their house for everything, you know, like I was not like, what do you mean? You can't fax this in or scan it in. I mean, then it was fax. Right. But what do you mean? You can't do that. It was like, I know that I went above and beyond, but I know that like in his last, it ended up being weeks. Wow. It was like, that was like, like, he died knowing that he did something for his wife that he wanted to do and needed to do. And that I felt that I contributed to the easiness of that. And so that is one of those transactions that, like I said, that sticks out, right? Because um, I know without a doubt that I made his last few weeks more bearable. I know that without a doubt. And that's pretty cool, right? I mean, not cool in that way, but it's yeah, like- no, but special, so special, yeah. right? Because, I mean, it's hard enough, you know, yeah. to do something like that, but we all know that was weighing on him, right? That was something that he had that burden that he wanted to have peace with, right? He wanted yeah. to have that peace. And you allowed him to have that peace for yeah. him and his entire family. So no wonder why you were part of, you know, still communicating with her all these years later and being part of that grieving process. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's really impactful. That's for sure. Wow. Incredible. Oh my goodness, Kim. You know, and that's, yeah. That's so I think, love. like I said, I wish I had like a great, you know, perfect, feel good, like, oh, 
you know, I did this or I did that, but I think, you know, that this was, I mean, I, I've helped thousands of people and this is one that I will never, ever forget. And so grateful that I was able to walk that path with them. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you've been doing this for a long time. You have so many insights and clear perspective to share with others. What we'd love to hear is if you were going to give a piece of advice for someone new coming into the industry, what's a few things that you've learned in your career that were like, make sure that you know this, do this, or think about this? What would you say? So this is actually pretty easy because I say this to a lot of people because I do a lot of podcasts be community based, right? So I'm very active in my community, but I am the kind of person that, you know, I mean, I went to the chiropractor this morning and I was really sitting there, two past clients walked into the chiropractor, right? So it's constantly like that. So I'm always asked a lot of questions about that and, you know, community building. Yep. And here's what I would tell somebody new coming in is that you have to find your thing, right? So I think that we see all these webinars and do and see all these podcasts and then we're like, oh my gosh, are we not doing this? Are we doing that? Are we, you know, are we hitting our CRM? Are we not doing right? all the things? And I think that my biggest thing I would tell people is find your thing. If you don't like to call internet leads, don't take internet leads. If you don't like to do community events because you're an introvert and it's not something that you like crowds, then don't do that. You, you know what I mean? Like there's plenty of things that you can do to build your business that you have to find the thing that you're passionate about, not that I am or not that you are, Laura, or not how I'm successful or how you are. Sure, we can take tidbits of, of everything from people, but you have to find what you're passionate about or you're not going to succeed in it because it's not really what you love doing. So that really is my biggest um, takeaway. And even, you know, I will still... I'll watch Tony Robbins, you know, or I'll do my 2020 coaching or any of the things. And it's like, I don't dump all the bags, eggs in that basket of one thing because, you know, yes, 2020 might teach me time management, but I also know that like when I am doing a face-to-face -face with somebody, I talk a lot longer than what I should talk. It's just who I am. I'm not going to like beat myself to a pulp about it. It's who I am. So I alter my business around what makes me happy. You know what I mean? So that would be my suggestion that I would say, like, find your thing. I think that's a wonderful suggestion because what you said there is be open to hear different things. Keep going out and, and kind of listening and absorbing but take all of that and apply it to what you said, to your passion, to, to what makes you happy, right? To your point, if you're somebody that absolutely hates cold calling, 
Well, maybe that's not the approach. Don't don't beat yourself up. Don't constantly say, oh my God, oh my God, I have to learn how to do this better. Right. And on something, maybe you want to go to those community events. Right. Because you're passionate about your community and you know that you're going to like connect with those people. Well, then lean into that or lean into Facebook right. marketing or some other kind of marketing, right? Maybe you're better at that. Right. I'm Whatever it is that you're passionate about, keep an open mind, listen to different resources, and then apply them to you. And then once you do that, then you'll shine. I love it. I love that. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for sharing your insights and everything that you're doing. You are truly a light to the world. And just keep shining brightly and making a difference in your community and everything that you touch. Thank you so much, Pam.